Welcome to Mind Styling, the podcast that explores how we can win at the game inside our heads and make a mark on this world in our own unique style, on our own terms. We interview entrepreneurs and leaders who aren't afraid to push the boundaries and set their own definitions of success. We will share with you the tips and techniques they use to style their mind and give you the tools you need to start mind styling for yourself. Hello, lovely mind stylists. I'm Amy Armstrong. And I'm Dr. Becky Sage. And today we're reflecting on Kate Dimbleby from stornaway.io's top tip. Kate recommends you ask yourself questions. Keep talking to yourself because you'll find some really interesting answers. Ask, is that true? Reflective practice and the power of really going deep and asking yourselves those powerful questions. How did that land with you, Becky, as a top tip? Reflective practice is definitely something that I think is very important us to do and it's certainly something that I teach. Uh, It's something that really helps us with our metacognition, uh, which sounds like such an education-y learning type thing, but it's in fact so important for us as business owners to be able to step back and kind of understand the context by which we are running this business and the choices that we're making. And reflective practice really helps us to do that for us to be able to not just be responding to everything that is being thrown our way. Um, You know, every email, every person, every customer, every decision we've got to make, every talk we've got to give, every pitch we've got to do, all of the things. Um, It's very easy to get sucked into that and to begin to even identify ourselves through all of those activities and and whilst being in the moment is is great it's amazing to be able to do that I think you also need to give yourself that perspective and that's something that reflective practice can give you to be able to step back and really understand hang on a second what and particularly at those stressful times. Um, and I think, you know, Kate talked a lot about moving from one industry to another and and going through changes, changes uh, in terms of be, being in a tech startup versus being in the creative industries, but then talking about the changes in terms of who they're targeting with their business and, and how they're pitching their product and, and going through quite big changes with that. And, and all of those things are manageable if we can step back and reflect on them and and realize kind of why we've made those decisions and make make those decisions from a place of perspective. If you're not, it, can, it feels like you're getting bashed around all over the place. Yes. And actually, I think it's really important. Actually, there's a, if we want to be an academic, academic called Linda Finley, who just talks about how important it is to uh, use reflective practice with great care. Because, of course, uh, we can be bashed around by our own lovely yep. brains <laughs> without any help from elsewhere. But if we can get ourselves, and we've talked about that lots, if we can get ourselves into a positive place in a, in a place where we can do good quality thinking. And I do love Kate's qualification where she said, ask yourself, is that true? 
So when we're starting to lambast ourselves mm-hmm. with, uh, with he, all this criticism that's so easy, just stop a moment. Stop and ask, is that true? And actually, when I teach it, and I was teaching it to um, Cardiff MBA students only a couple of weeks ago, we I, I required them all to just stop and reflect and really think about where they are on that continuum between everything's wrong because of me and everything's wrong because everyone else is wrong and it's nothing to do with me. (laughs) So blaming the world or blaming yourself for everything. And usually we're on a continuum and we're not at one extreme or the other, but quite often we can be, if you are tending to be on the self-doubting line of things, you're at the, oh my goodness, you're the sort of person who, when they walk into a lamppost, apologizes to the lamppost. Um, now, <laughs> that's that's an extreme. But actually, if that's the case, then do just stop yourself. Don't go any further down that rabbit hole mm. and actually stop and refocus on what's working well. Yes. And I love reflective practice for that reason as well. And I will caveat in a second, but I think that even what you've just talked about there, blame culture. Oh, is it somebody's fault? Is it somebody else's mm. fault? You, you know, it doesn't need to, it doesn't matter, quite frankly, um, in, from that perspective. what It's more about the situation, right? If the situation is going wrong so to speak if things aren't going to plan and and actually uh, lean methodologies is something that I work with a lot as well and I think that this plays into that it's about kind of setting something up and then trying it and learning from it and being able to take that time to reflect on what happened and how that can improve as you move forward so it's not about any individual it's not about an ego sure certain things might have um gone wrong people may have have taken actions that weren't helpful or maybe you wouldn't want to repeat again but i think that by taking this idea of kind of asking questions it's and and stopping and reflecting it's really helpful because you can you can move away from that idea of blame i think the other thing that coming back to your point just now I certainly, I I mean, I worry that I reflect too much, but I think what I mean by that is that I ruminate too much. I have a real tendency Mm. to be a ruminator. And so I, I have to try and get pragmatic and, and really create the right space for that, for when those questions are asked, Um, especially when it is to do with kind of a situation and, and reflecting and learning from that situation putting that into its own space. And and if I find that my thoughts are running away with me too much and it's going round and round in my head all the time, then also, like you said, or as Kate said as well, questioning yourself. Well, what, why is this going round and round in my head right now? What can I do to stop it? Should I should I just sit down and write these things down right now or or take a step that's going to stop things from ruminating um, and get pragmatic? Because sometimes it can really occupy you and you because you're kind of reflecting but you're not necessarily reflecting in a helpful way so you're asking yes. those questions but you're not then taking the action to move on from it so so that's definitely something that I have to be very conscious of and try and move on and find ways of moving through that absolutely and there are some really helpful reflective practice models actually that can really just push us through and and we were reflecting on how it might be helpful to just share a really simple one because um, we can be reflective and we can be reflexive, which is just being a little bit more sophisticated and just 
questioning our underlying assumptions, questioning our unconscious bias, just being op- opening it up so that actually we're not just navel gazing, we're actually taking a step back and really thinking about, well, actually, what's brought me to this place to be behaving in this way, to be getting the results and just starting to be a bit more uh, clever, I suppose. It's not just a descriptive or ruminating, oh, uh, woe is me. Actually, how can we use this to help ourselves move up and out? And I really like the Rolf's very simple three-stage model. What, so what, now what? And there are a whole range of questions underneath that. But if all you thought of was what, so what, and now what, it's taking you onwards and upwards. It's not Mm. leaving you languishing. (laughs) Exactly. I love that model for that. It's the now what? Um, and yes, and I think you really need to be able to respond to that. I think that's so helpful to to go through those steps and get to that point because that's about action. That's the step that you're going to take. Exactly. And so under the what section, um, ask yourself what you were trying to achieve. Uh, what happened? What were the consequences? What patterns, habits, strengths? weaknesses have I demonstrated? So just just getting exploring the different elements of it. And I would really focus in on what worked well there. We've talked about it before. Even better if yes, but actually it's much more what worked well, what strengths did Mm. I use? What has Mm. this given me? What are the gifts, even if it was a no from a investor? What are the gifts? What have I learned from it? I think it's a really common mistake to when you feel like something's gone wrong. You know, that's a good example. Okay, you didn't get the funding. I have to rip everything up and start again. I wasn't good enough or it wasn't good enough. And I I think that is a really good point that you've raised there about making sure you keep the things that are working. Because actually normally you maybe even like 75, 80 percent of what you're doing spot on or it's absolutely fine you know it's good enough but perhaps there's some tweaks that are required in that last 20 percent and and I think that you like I said it's just very easy to to scrap everything and (laughs) and think you're rubbish and you need to be sacked no no what were you doing well Mm -hmm. and and actually I was when we start to think about what we've learned that takes us into the so what section Because the so what is, well, yeah, so what? Um, What does it teach me? What does that imply? What other knowledge could I have brought to this situation? What resources could I, could we have used? What could we have done differently? And, of course, that's when we're starting to just step away from being sort of completely in in the woods and start just taking a step back out and just going, okay, so how could we... Uh, learn from this and really mine it for insight and experience to take us on to the next level. Mm. And remembering that, you know, even, goodness, Sir Dyson, it took him 5,000 iterations of his first patent to get to that Dyson Hoover. (laughs) 5,000. And then it wasn't it, Dr. Chen Davies, we were talking to Chen, who took her a hundred applications for her PhD yeah. and now look at her with latch aid. Yeah. 
Exactly. I, I think if you're going in in the direction, and like you said, it's it's. I like this idea of what does it imply? Um, because again, yes. it's like really thinking about that. The implication isn't I can't do this. The implication isn't I'm not good enough. The implication isn't you know normally this idea as a whole is not a good idea. It's it's usually the implication is that okay, something needs to be adapted or maybe that was the wrong audience or maybe that was the wrong type of investor if we're talking about investors. Um, so I, th- I think that, that I really that implication question really resonates with me ar- around that. And you can get really creative and fun with that, actually. And, and, and you can keep delving in further and further into it. And it might be actually, well, maybe we were just asking the wrong questions. Perhaps we've been talking to the wrong people. Mm. But it doesn't mean to say we haven't got something of real value here. Mm. It's just, it's not fitting. It's often that you're still trying to do too much. I think that's that's almost mm. always the case. I was just talking to uh, an, an entrepreneur the other day and he's he's got some real passion areas and we're having this discussion about focus and, and ultimately as as entrepreneurs so i think sometimes we need that permission to really focus in on our area of passion as well and and to not be afraid of cutting other things out so i i kind of like to think of that as well during that implication stage that's so what it was it's like well maybe you're trying to do too much and you can in fact do what you actually want to do <laughs> and that might be the thing that really works <laughs> Yes. What are you going to say yes to? And therefore, what are you going to properly say no to? Exactly. Yeah, because I think that is very often, actually, that's the implication. I mean, in some of these scenarios we're talking about right now, is that you're kind of saying maybe to a lot of things. Mm. (laughs) And you're carrying all those maybes with you. Well, exactly. They're just weighing you down, slowing you down and tripping you over and Mm -hmm. yeah, clean it all up. Um. And then it gets on to now what? So there you go. So now what? What is it that I need to do to improve things? Uh, what broader issues need to be considered? What do I need to work on and learn about? What shall I be doing differently going forwards? And all of those are quite big questions. And I would say under now what, what baby step can I take now to help me move one step closer to this ultimate goal? Mm. I I think this is where the helicopter thinking comes in a little bit as well, isn't it? It's that kind of, as you said, those were really big questions. And of course, you do want to consider where are you in terms of the big picture. But actually, I completely agree. And I think I've already said it a few times. It's about that next step. Because usually that the do they say the next right step? I think that's something that Brené Brown talks about. Mm. Um, and, and so it's just often that baby step is the thing that clarifies things for you or, or allows those other things to be shared because you've gone, okay, baby step in this direction, that means those other things don't matter. And again, I think something that I've seen a lot of is trying to take too many steps at once. So I think this is something else around reflection and asking questions be conscious that you're that you're not responding in a real knee-jerk fashion. If you, if you've noticed that things need to change, sometimes just those that baby step or or mm. some small steps that clean out kind of the core to to the core of what you're doing mean that some of the other things that you might be thinking about doing 
aren't even necessary at all. And and so I think to to then take a step and then allow yourself to reflect after that as well. Keep asking questions. Mm. Um, so rather than being like, I'm going to change this, 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 and this. I suppose this is what I was talking about just now. Uh, yes. Don't don't over respond to whatever it is that you're getting. Don't don't overdo it in terms of iterations that you make or steps that you take. Those baby steps are very very helpful. Yes, making it a really valuable process and one that's positive and Mm. actionable. That's our key one, isn't it? Exactly. As Kate says, when we stop and reflect, we can really find some really interesting questions and some incredibly powerful answers. And I personally believe we have got so much inside us, we just have to know how to look. And uh, hopefully, this is one way. Absolutely. Thanks, Amy. Thank you. And and please, everyone, share us your thoughts. What helps you pause and reflect in a positive, constructive way? And you can share with us on social media. You can come to Instagram and Facebook at Podcast or Twitter at MindStylingPod. And there's also a link to a newsletter in our show notes. So we can't always control the situations that are going on outside of us but we can be in control of how we react to those situations. And that is what mind styling is all about.